Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. We're not doing it if it's not fun. That's what we just decided before the show began. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to introduce you to my guest today. He's exciting and he's cool and he's fun. And we're probably going to go grab a beer afterward if we could. Next time we're in the same continent, uh, we're talking to each other across an entire ocean. And I got to tell you, his introduction spans across two pages. I have a page break in between it. I don't know how I'm going to handle this, but let me try. He's a marketing automation leader. A man after my own passion for marketing automation. I'm excited to pick his brain and learn from him today. And would you know, he's actually, he's kind of like a renaissance man. Not only does he know marketing automation, but he's traveled around our beautiful planet on a motorbike, just experiencing the raw humanity and seeing the weird stuff out there. And I can't wait to ask him about it. Um, but he's also been named top 25 global B2B marketer. Holy crap. He's an author with another book coming out. He's a podcaster. He's a multiple times Salesforce certified Ohana member, a 2020 marketing champion, lead marketing automation architect at WePro, Brian Coles. Welcome to the show, sir. Sweet Jesus. That's amazing. And cheers for that. That was, that was incredible. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell my wife all these things and she, uh, she won't believe it. Yeah. Thank she's you. like, that's nice. Go take out the trash. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> Man. Well, I'm, I'm excited you're here. You. I can't wait to pick your brain. So I'm going to get right to it. I'm going to pick this thing up. You know what it is, but it's heavy and you got it. Ugh. Okay. Ugh, I've got it. I've got grab it. Grab it. I've you got to actually grab it. it. I'm going to get it. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Thor's hammer, ladies and gentlemen, Thor's hammer. That's, uh, that's so, Brian, take Thor's hammer, smash for me some kind of myth, bogus strategy, misconception, set the oh. record straight once and for all. Oh, mate, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm so, this winds me up on a daily basis yes. and it's been winding me up on a daily basis for years, yes. right? So pardon my French when I say best fucking practice. I hate it, right? And I know, and I know that some people live by it and some people even make a living by it, right? But I, what is it, right? And, and why do people use it so much? I, mean, I remember it was about eight years ago, eight years ago, the word or the phrase started coming up, popping up everywhere. And people start, you know, was some best practice. What's, what's that? You know, somebody we talking about there and it come up in a meeting and some say, Oh, we got to do best practice. What's best practice for that? What, 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 what about the open rate for this, that email? What's, what's best practice? Around? I mean, I mean, everywhere, everyone started saying best practice. And it, and to my surprise, it hasn't gone away. Mm. Um, and it makes me ill. When I hear it, I, I, I physically, I, I have a physical reaction to it when I hear someone say it. And like I say, I, I'm guilty of it as, as well. I say it, right? But, but think about it for a second, right? Best practice is if someone says to you, what's, best, what's your best practice way of setting up your marketing automation engine? It's like, well, uh, hang about. You, you're asking me to find out what someone else has written about how they or how they say, you know, you should set up your marketing automation. Or it could be about content, right? What's best practice for this right. webinar? Content, I was going right? to say, marketing it's automation, they just go buy you in my books. But, you know, <laughs> right, but for content. Like Good plug. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, but best practice is kind of, I think, I think people say it or corporations say it to hide behind it because yeah. they haven't got the balls 
and the and the insight to to go and to go and find their own good practice. That's what I say to people when they say, "What's best practice for this, Brian?" And after I flinch and freak out, I say, "Well, you know." The problem with this best practice stuff out there, when you go and search for it on Google, what's best practice for that? Is that it doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply to your company. You've got your own company. Mm -hmm. You've got your own product, your own unique staff. I mean, everything about your company is unique. So why would you go somewhere else and find out what someone else thinks best practice is when they don't even know anything about you and your organization or the rest of it and your your audience and, right? So, so, so best practice. Right, it's kind of like relatives at, you know, at some holiday giving you advice on how to, like they don't know, or like, you know, at a mixer, some networking event, like what you should do is X. Like you, you don't know anything. You don't know any details. I can't, I can't be dealing with it. So it's kind of, so it really freaks me out. What I say, yeah, is screw best practice, right? It's at best pooled ignorance. It's pooled ignorance. When you go out there and search for it, it's put, how old is that information anyway? So, so you make your own best practice. Did Google, right? When did, did Google, when they, when they got their stuff together, did they say, mm, what's best practice for a search engine? They right. didn't, did they, right? No. They, 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 they tested the shit out of everything. That's a great was, point. That's a great right? point, right? Because if they had, then they would just make another Yahoo. We know how that <laughs> exactly, went. Right, exactly. Let's go and look, let's go and look, what did Yahoo do? We'll do that, right? Let's make a so, better Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> right so it's kind of like it does my brain in and i think what it is i think what people do is that they what happens is someone says okay we've it's, it's a similar thing to when they say we're going to hire this company this this um ogilvy or sachi and sachi or okay. name another big advertiser. we're going to hire these people because it's best practice to do that do you know what because if, if something goes wrong uh, my ass is okay, right? I'm not going to get fired. Same with best practice because they're an established thing, right? Same with best practice. If I then say, "Oh, oh, really? That that thing that I that, that I recommended that was best practice that didn't work out, that bombed. Oh, well, it was best practice. So yeah, mm. I guess it's not my fault. It was best practice, <laughs> seen, right? Interesting. So I I I kind of internally vomit. I feel a little bit sick inside my throat when someone says best practice. Um, and then I get, and then I get all heated. See now, now, now that I, it's like, once you've seen one of those virtual images, you can't like unsee it, you know, <laughs> now that, no. damn you, Brian Coles. Now that, I'm so sorry. now that I've, <laughs> now that I've seen my eyes have been open. How, how do you approach it? Are these, I mean, you mentioned they're pulled ignorance. Are, are they just kind of like, I don't know. It's just a, a particular experience that someone had that maybe could help you. Maybe not like how can you still learn from those kind of points? Or where should they where should they be in your overall approach? What what best practice or when people ask for it or yeah best practice like can you use those or are no they, are I, I they say completely no. rubbish you just chuck the whole thing? I would say that at best they're kind of they're kind of indicators maybe you know it's yeah. kind of like when someone says oh it's, it's oh I've got an open rate of whatever or click rate or whatever is that okay is that good what's best practice it's like okay so you look at a Mailchimp report on you know what what for that industry is is a, is an okay that's 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 it's general guidance at, at best but but at worst it really is pulled ignorance ignorance that's been uh, regurgitated on on the internet year after year after year mm. and and it's thing you know so it's things like when's the best time to send an email tuesday what right <laughs> the, someone said that so I've read, you've read it so many times the best day is tuesday to send an email 
what the hell is that? Right. You know, so, so, so I, what I, I think all I'm saying with this is, and you, you write about it in your book, actually, when you talk about testing, test the crap out of everything, make yeah. your own best practice, right? And then that's something you can stand behind and be proud of and, 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 and shout from the towers about, um, because it's unique to your company and your product and your audience and your job. Now I'm trying to resist this as it's invading my brain. Um, but I keep coming back to Yahoo and it's like Google did not make Yahoo. It, it's completely different. Yeah. Yahoo's That's made, right. it's a directory. You have to, people don't even know this, but like you had to submit your website to Yahoo to list it. Like, please Yahoo list my website in like a week it would show up, you know, and you yeah. would tell it what description to put on there. Um, what mm. to show up for Google's like, we don't want your opinion. <laughs> we'll let you know yeah. if you show up or yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, it, right? it was completely night and day different. Instead of a directory, it was this sort of spider crawling the web and That's it right. was, it was different. So, so anytime you think that you're going to, even if the industry standard, whatever standard is, or that report mm. says that the auto industry has a 4% click-through rate, maybe you have 13 because you did something different. So it, it right. doesn't, doesn't define you. It's like those, you know, those, have you ever been to one of those casinos where they have like a roulette table and there's a, yeah. a monitor, a, a big TV screen that says all the past rolls. Like, by yeah, the yeah. way, the last roll was 12. So in case, you know, like it has nothing to do with the future roll. It's nothing to do with it, right? That's, that's, a, that's a really good example, actually. Yeah. It's completely useless information. And, um, and, and that's, and that's all I'm saying with best practice okay. is, is get, let's get away from it. Right. And let's get away from it. It's, it's just, let's, let's try and move the planet away from that. And consultancies in particular are very keen on saying this, that, mm. oh yes, we do best practice. No, what, where, where do we go to then instead, if we're moving away from that, how do, how do I start? Like if I don't know the right strategy other than buying Brian and mine's book, um, yes. what, what, like, what, 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 what are those things that we put in our books? If they're not best practices, what are they? It's it's experience that we've that we've that uncovered. It's experience that we've and and in your book, it's wonderful because you, you you talk about many stories and stories are brilliant. You've been covered many times how effective stories are. It's real stuff you can you can relate to. Whereas whereas best practice is like it's often it's not backed up with with stories. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, like that. No, it's it's the it's the story. It's like story based or it's like, yeah. you know, that's why you see a lot of the Harvard Business Schools and other MBAs move toward teaching by here's a case study of what actually happened. And then what was the result? Not, well, best practices, you do this and this and this. Well, like, <laughs> okay, me, maybe that doesn't work at all in the real world. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, all, all I'd say really is when someone says, well, what's best practice on this? I would always, and I'm sure you'd always come and your team would always come with, well, this is what happened with this person who's in a similar industry to you, um, with this, maybe a similar product or, you know, something like that, you know, use that for inspiration. Yeah. Um, don't go ahead and copy that because that's the problem with best practice is that when you copy best practice, you're not doing anything original at all. Yeah. Right? And, and, uh, you know, when Netflix got their stuff together, they didn't say, let's, let's be blockbuster. Right. Right. <laughs> it didn't at all. Um, you know, I was talking with a um, brilliant guy, uh, Sean Schwegman yesterday uh, for the show, and he were talking about SEO and whatnot. And, and you know what, I got to introduce you guys because what he was railing on was the idea that, um, you know, this blog post should be 2000 words. All right. You know? Why? And he was saying, <laughs> actually, it doesn't. 
and he had one rank for like 300 words and it beat out all the 2000 page you know essays you because he did it the right way but he yeah. was saying that you know you'd see to your point best practices and they were completely rubbish people like the blind were following the blind off a cliff that's it lemmings so that's that's what we can turn into especially in corporations because you know people like to cover their asses when it comes to an investment uh, most of the time and there are very few brave souls out there um so um yeah i'm I'm a, I'm a big believer in saying uh, no we're not gonna do best practice I understand what it is, but no, we're not doing that. Sorry. We're going to find it out for ourselves. Mike drop right there. So instead of asking you for best practices, let me ask you for some experience share, some experiences. What If you were to share, what is your number one, you know, lesson you learned or experience or story relating to marketing automation? You know, something that's near and dear to both of us. What would be the one story you'd want to tell people? that you learned the most from with marketing automation or even a couple if you, I know you have like hundreds, so it's hard to yeah. get down to one. But. It, it, it's really not about the tool at all. Is it? It's, it's, it's about, it's about the people you've got around you um, that can make things happen. It has nothing to do with the tool. Although, you know, we like part darkness house horse and we know it's working. So, so it's, it's nice to have a, a tool that works, of course, as opposed to a blunt tool or a tool that, you know, um, hurts your fingers when you start using it. Like um, Right. <laughs> right. When you get bloody hands, I just hit my hands with this tool. Well, that's um, what so, you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, so for me, it's yeah, it's only about people. It's about nothing else. It's only mm. it's really really only about surrounding yourself with the right people and being able to communicate with those people effectively. Again, I meet a lot of people in this business who say, "I've got wonderful qualifications. I know this stuff inside out." But they can't communicate it, so it's, it's 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 dead in the water. Whatever they whatever they want to say, you've got to be a good communicator, an effective communicator. You've got to listen um, and paraphrase what's being said to you a lot. And and I mean, when when we when we use these, mm -hmm. we we're taking in things that we don't know. When we're using this thing, we're just doubting stuff we already know. So it's far better to use these things, I think, than to use that. And it's amazing how many people just don't pick up that basic instinct of listen and please don't interrupt me right because i won't interrupt you manners i'm english right so you know manners are a big thing proper but, manners <laughs> yeah um right in, you, bit, in earlier you know with people listening going what is he doing you know you're pointing to your mouth pointing to your ears like uh so, so it's so true when you use your ears you're, you're learning something Right. Even if you already know just, the information, you're learning that this person knows it in nine yeah. other different ways of saying it, and but you're learning. But when you're talking, that part's not yeah. happening. Right. And 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 when when you're when you're in listening mode, you can read the signs and you pay you pay attention to body language and 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 all the rest of it. So that's also very telling about what the motivations of these people are that you that you're around. Right. So, and developing that skill, I think, and empathy is 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 everything. Right. I mean. I've got a whole chapter dedicated to empathy in the book. Um, so, so I'm a, I'm a big believer in all of that stuff. Empathy okay. Based um, marketing. And you know, and I actually want to, I want to hear about that. That's the new one, right? The, yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. I want to hear about that, but no one would let me stay alive if I had, you know, one of the worldwide top B2B marketers on the show knows marketing automation, who didn't give me some kind of tactical practical or some kind of tip I can cut up with a steak knife and eat it with smushy peas okay so so again a bit controversial what i'm about to say 
maybe people have said this on your show before, but uh, I'm going to say it. Uh, forget everything else, just do email marketing. Oh, I said it. <laughs> forget everything it. else, just do email just marketing. Just do email marketing. <laughs> Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I started out with email marketing as an email marketer and, and, I, and I fell in love with this old technology. It's 40 years old or something. And um, it's not the shiny new toy anymore and, um, and all the rest of it. But there's so much that email marketing gives you, right? And I'm, no, I'm sure it's been covered before, but just concentrate all your firepower on that stuff. Get that down. Get your, your value proposition into every single email that you're, that you're writing in some way. Um, get that red thread, get it all connected up. Make sure you're not you don't come across as schizophrenic in your email messaging. But there's a there's some consistent messaging that actually makes sense when when you when you when you receive an email from. I don't know. Can you talk about that? What, what how how do we end up acting like crazy people when we email like that? What? Yeah, we, we just unfortunately I think what what happens is that we we set up these you know these wonderful journeys um, automations. And then we, we also set up, we also got a campaign calendar to follow at the same time. And so, so you could be easily getting a, an email that was, that was created in a, in a, in a journey, um, two years ago, maybe right, <laughs> right. With, with, with content and, and thinking from two years ago. And then all of a sudden you've got this new sort of campaign or oh, you got this webinar to get out. And, and so, so it's a bit, Oh, traffic lights, I'm getting this and that. And you come across a schizophrenic, a great value proposition is going to be brilliant there. If you're, if you stay true to your messaging all the way through and what you do. Um, so yeah. God, I could see how it almost like a little whiplash of maybe it's the old brand on that last thing or <laughs> You, you, yeah, you're exactly, trying to make right? a make a joke. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, I think you know things. You know, if you haven't got a good control over what what messaging's going out, the classic one was COVID, wasn't it? When it all kicked off, yeah. it's like, oh God, we got to look. At, we can't look at all our messages. Have we got pictures of people having a fun time in a park together? Shit, no. Well, well we we got, we got to change that, right? And so, so we had you, so doing an audit, I think, every year on every bit of messaging you do is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. But it's not. It's not popular. It's not popular that stuff, is it? Yeah, there is something to that, and and I wonder if it's worth trying to dissect that. There, there's the popular, and then there's the things that actually work. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but it's proving the things that actually work actually work, isn't it? Mm. A lot of the time, because if I was, because a lot of the times I go into an organisation, say you've got to do something called a what do they call it? Content cluster bubble or something like that. I can't okay. remember the name of it now. Right, a content cluster map. Sorry, content cluster map, and it's called other names, I'm sure. But you know, take all the content you got that you've ever produced on the planet that's still alive, and um, cluster it into things that mean something. Right. So it, the, the classic one is high, middle, low funnel content. Okay, that's that's one cluster that you've got for all your content. You know, you tag it and all the rest of it. Another one is like, what pain is it? So you know, all these all these things. Um, but but no one no one really wants to do it. Because they don't know what the value is, so you've got to you've really got to explain it and knock on people's doors. There's a communication bit there. Yeah, you know, you've been able to communicate why this is a good thing to do, why you've got to invest so much money in doing this content cluster map. Um, yeah, when it can seem like so much more fun to just create some more content instead. Yeah, exactly, and just do your job and get you know and and not have to fight anyone or or you know have to kind of um, you know wind anyone up or be, be Mr. Unpopular for a while because you're making this guy or this girl do more work they don't want to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Man. So, so yeah, I think, but, but to, to answer your question, I just think, like I say, put all your firepower into email. 
and one other thing, sorry about that. Um, send more email, send more, not less. Don't, don't, because I used to be the one that would go around preaching to people when I first got into power and marketing automation. Like, oh, stop, kill your campaigns, kill your campaigns. Everything's got to be a journey or triggered or behavioral based and all the rest of it. I don't, I think it's got to be a healthy mix of the two of stick to your campaigns, do some good segmentation work um, and make sure you, your messaging is on point and the rest of it for that group of people you're sending it to. But, but um, don't stop the campaigns, keep them, keep them going together. Um, and it's kind of like, um, it, we, 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 we don't, when we're email marketers, we, we've got this kind of chip on our shoulder, haven't we? Because you introduce, you know, what do you do for, I'm an email marketer. Oh God, you're the one that sends all that spam, aren't you? <laughs> you're just a nuisance. And you hear that all the time, right? And then your, your shoulders kind of get lower and lower and lower. And it's like, oh, got low opinion on myself. Um, but it's hats off and you know it yourself, right? Okay, see, it's, it's the best performing channel right. out there. You don't even bother me measuring ROI. It's already won the battle. Right. <laughs> it's True. already won. True. Right? Don't measure it. It's won. It's the best. It costs peanuts to send another email. What else are you going to do? You... Send them more letters in the mail? <laughs> It, it's the it's the backbone of the thing there is you, you can dabble and try out more sources for acquiring people but once you have them how you're going to have your sales call them weekly no right, <laughs> right. Tell them about, oh we're top of mind right we, we just keep us top of mind yeah bye right right <laughs> cheers um but you know it is interesting you said send more email i mean i i kind of I'm learning from you as you say that too, because sometimes I'm hesitant to, oh, you know, let's not overwhelm them. But if it's good stuff, then they don't mind getting it. It's only when yeah. it's garbage that it just pings them. Right. But we, we also pay too much attention to rates, to rates and not absolute. Because again, if you, if you, if you, if you say, okay, I'm going to send one email, email, email a year, uh, but my, I've got an amazing rate, a fantastic open rate. <laughs> only five people opened it. Whereas, you know, you, you send 100 emails, the same email over the course of a year, you've got a terrible open rate, but, you know, 200 people opened it, which means you've had 200, you know, 195 mm -hmm. people do things for you, and, right, and exposure and all the rest of it. So we, we, we like rates, again, because it gives us a safe, good feeling, but absolutes, the absolute numbers are, are what the CEO is really interested in at the end of the day, you know, how many opportunities did it create? Oh, not many this year, but we've got high click rate. Screw right. you with your rates. <laughs> or we had a really low spam rate. Like I, I think sometimes I'm even guilty of this being so afraid of wanting, not wanting to unsubscribe. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay. And now I don't mind the people that shouldn't be here unsubscribing, but even the ones that probably should, it's like, you can't win everyone. Now, if half your list is leaving. That's a problem, but yeah. you know, understanding that, yeah, okay. We lost five people, but you know, we had a thousand opens, so yeah. sorry, five, you know, we're yeah. still going to send that. Email, <laughs> it's right? life, isn't it? It's just life. That's how it is. And, and, and people, yeah, people get too caught up on rates, I think. Um, yeah, which is a bit crazy. Well, it's a good yeah. reminder that to think about the, uh, not well, opens is weird too, but and clicks is weird, but, but to not necessarily think about the punitive things so much. We're all afraid of the can spam laws and the, mm. gosh, all the different privacy things. But what's right. what's happening on the positive side? I know, I know. But also, you know? but also, people need to take more risks. Yes. You know, we're, we're so, right. We're so risk averse. We're so big, all this private. I mean, the thing is, GDPR. Right. Get this. Right. So in Denmark, where I live, 
when GDPR happened, millions, billions were spent companies make and we're only a population of six billion six million people here right not very much but billions were spent on trying to get gdpr and and then the government say yeah we got especially we got a task force a gdpr task force right that's gonna you know and everyone's thinking oh god they're gonna come and knock on my door right how many people how many people do you think were employed in that task force Two. (laughs) (laughs) it's like so what are we worried about against the world (laughs) do you know what i mean like two people to go around, you know, God knows how many thousands of organizations and check up on their GDPR, it's not going to happen. And then, and, and also, um, in my mind with GDPR, I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, yeah, but it was there to, to, to stop the, the big tech companies from abusing their power and for, the, and for the nasty little organizations that, you know, set up to do right. bad things on the internet. Right. The average organization is clean and right. good. And yet we suffer from it, right? We we've got this paranoia thing. So, yeah, my little yeah, when that first came out, everyone was freaking out about it. Yeah. Um, it was the it was the most clickbaity thing that marketing had for a while. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. So so I mean, it's fair enough. I mean, I get the I get the point and the principle and everything to be protected as an individual, but but organizations they're they're too risk averse. I think. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I get that. But what? What keeps you awake at night? You know, what, what, what are the challenges that, that are driving you crazy these days? Oh, I, I really have a problem keeping up with stuff. Yeah. I really, right? Keeping up because you, you want to provide value and, and you want to provide good advice to people that's based on knowledge. And you haven't got all the knowledge. We haven't. Right. That's impossible, right? So I find that very frustrating that I don't have all the knowledge um, that I need. Um, in, in, in a given space and time. So uh, often it comes up in, in, in client meetings and, you know, I'll, I'll be like, I'm sorry, I don't know. Right. I just don't know. Well, with uh, tech, okay. I mean. Right. I'll come back know, to you on that one. They're you constantly know. changing. And sometimes right? oh, not even the developer that made the change knows what they just did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there is no documentation initially. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Just, we made a change. I hope it doesn't break your it works out for you guys yeah, yeah so 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 all you know it's typical with all the releases that we get and and, yeah. and everything going on and and that's just without cloud i mean there's other stuff going on other clouds right and yeah so i need i need, I need to have a proper huddle with 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 uh, my counterparts to say what does this all mean mm-hmm. you know so uh yeah yeah that's that's what keeps me up is not being able to not having all the knowledge at my fingertips sometimes yeah i can see that being the case yeah. What it's about you? It's swirling I mean, around us. Right. What about you? What keeps you up at night? God, what keeps me up at night? Hmm. Well, our, our neighbors have some teenage daughters. That, <laughs> that's okay. okay that's that, annoying. That does it. They're, they're oh. pulling their cars in at whatever clock, blasting oh. whatever the oh. latest pop star oh. is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's probably to do with authenticity with Mm. connection like i'm just a huge connection like i love this podcast because i get to connect with you for a period of time um and and if other people can learn fantastic and i'm glad they're along with the journey but i get to learn and i get to connect and and i don't know i i guess this is nothing new but just the idea of new technology video if it can help us connect more 
shout out to bomb bomb you send a bomb bomb video to friends great but then the the, the fake the fake connection you know or the, or like people using linkedin or facebook for well i guess linkedin still the spammers right or people yeah. using people using facebook for like sales you know and it yeah. just and i even called someone out and i was like so are you gonna pitch to your friends again today you know like yeah. what are you what are you doing and he was like oh well, these people aren't my friends these are my acquaintances and blah 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 good he had a good he sent me a video on it um right. okay that was authentic but like what you did earlier i don't know i I, I maybe I'm old fashioned, but I like the idea of connecting with a certain minor, group of people. And you're not selling to them because you're like a community more so. Mm. And then you have yeah. that was always the thing for me was like Facebook was like the people I want to have see my kid, pictures of my kids, right? I don't want everyone to to see that or me like fat on the couch because I'm snuggling a kid like a polar bear or something. But like you know, there's like those kind of photos, and then there's. Yeah. LinkedIn or Instagram or everything else that's more public. Not that you want to be fake, but you want to be able to just be more of yourself. But I see that okay. that line kind of uh, erodes a bit and it, I don't know what to do about it. No, I get it. I, I get it. I, I get it a hundred percent. And um, I, there's a book, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. I don't know if you've read it. It's, 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 What's it called? Thinking Fast and Slow. Daniel Kahneman, uh, he won he won the Nobel Prize from the research he, he based his book on. But it's oh. it's it, what it does. It, it talks about our brain, system one, system two, uh, and system one is the rational brain. No, system one is the lazy brain. System two is the rational brain, the thinking brain. And we use the we use the the emotional brain, the system one brain, um, more than we think we do, mm -hmm. or more than we like to give ourselves credit for. Um, we think that we're more rational, and actually we're not. Um, most of our decisions and things that we do and things that drive us come from this system one brain, which is kind of emotional, really, and silly. So I think I think this is what's happened is that so we, that's why we see the, the device of social media being such a dominant thing in our lives yeah. is because it appeals to our system one brain. We haven't got to think about it, have we? We right. just go on and you know browse through it. But so I think that's why there's a, a lot of silliness going on in the world around social media. But um, I'm not a guru on the subject. I mean. Yeah, we're just. But I, I, I agree. Fellow mice in the maze of social media. <laughs> yeah. you see, have you seen that social media documentary? It's the social dilemma. Yeah. Fantastic, man. Is it? I still haven't seen it yet. I should. Oh see it, man. Right? Oh, and watch it with your kids, yeah, Casey. Oh. Watch it with your kids as oh, we yeah. did. Oh. Mm. Watch it with your kids because they learned from it, and they're like, "We're not doing TikTok. Not they. They're not on TikTok, but they're like, we're not going to do it.' So it how, was an education. How old when they saw it? Well, it was so our kids are eight, uh, 10 and 12. Okay. Eight and nine here. Mm. So, okay. It's not, mm. it, that's great because it would help combat them wanting to be getting the likes and TikTok popular because they don't know any better, anyways. And their little cute little brains are going to just want the dopamine hit, you know? Basically, right. And it explains yeah. it brilliantly. And there's a very good, um, uh, uh, it, it shows a family kind of like blowing up. You know, oh, I heard of, I heard there's up. bad acting. That's what that's, yeah. I've heard. It's like a it's cheesy a bad acting. That you're like you didn't need that, but maybe you did. Yeah. To your point, it's exactly. the story, not the the lesson. You remember the family, I hear. Exactly. Um, so blowing it was, up. Right. So it was um. So it's good to def definitely watch okay. it. Definitely definitely watch it with your kids. Um, got to ask you, why did you write your book? What 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 was the driving force behind you writing your book? Do you think? Yeah, I think I think for me, um, I wanted to 
encapsulate all of the stories and experience and strategies and knowledge that I had somewhere um, mm, to yes. be able to give to people. And I think we were, we were joking earlier, like I think I bought more books, more of my book for people than have people have actually bought it, but I'm okay with that because the, the point was not to make a million dollars from a book, by the way, that doesn't actually happen unless you're JK Rowling. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's not about that, it, but I wanted no. to get the information into people's hands yeah, and I wanted them. I had a really cool experience when I first used Pardot, and it changed the game for me. And I went from being a marketing manager to a VP of marketing in like three years. It was in, insane. All I was doing was showing ROI and, and tracking, you know, marketing ROI. And the yeah. game changed from let me reduce your budget. How much can you cut? To can I give you? Oh, I gave you five. Can I give you ten? How about fifteen? Twenty? Yeah. Does twenty-five work? Yeah. Um, like, can I scale this now? Is the problem as opposed to? You know, so I just flipped the script for me. I didn't become an activity marketer anymore. It was all about ROI. And I just wanted people to, to experience that too, you know? Yeah. And as I, as you know, even my own company grew and other people were kind of coming in on board into the system. And um, in, for me, I, the strategy got more and more interesting. Like the tech yes. was always there. And, and now people are way better at the tech than I am because it continues to go. Um, and that's great. And that's good. We need that pe those people too. But there's always the question of like, okay, I know how to use this. What do I use it? What do I do? Yeah. You know, yeah, what exactly. do I nurture people yeah. with? So I just filled it chock full of best practices. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to turn the light on it. It's getting a bit grainy. Hold up. Back oh, okay. No worries. I was just trying to see if I could turn them into the Hulk, you know, throw a little, little shots fired here and there. But yeah. A little, you got the, get the light going. That's good. Is that light? Glad I'm not the only one that's grainy. This is why it's only. This is why this is why it's an interview podcast because you, when you yeah. walked away, I was completely lost. I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> I don't know how no, people do those individual podcasts where they just talk. You know, no, I know it's, it's difficult. I've I've tried it for I've tried it for a while with webinars, but it's, when, you, when you're the Lone Ranger, it does get a little bit oh. But yeah. um, no, that's interesting because what you said, what you what what you've seen of course over the years is 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 what we all experience i think when we first get with marketing automation is the fact that it's a disruptive force oh yeah isn't it it oh, just yeah. disrupts the crap out of everything yeah it's not like uh, business as usual in your marketing yeah no nah. that's what that, again that's why that's why i wanted to write about it as well because it was um yeah there's a lot to be said and it's misunderstood isn't it so yeah. 100 percent. so uh, speaking of which your book uh your new one coming out what I know we were talking, it's soon, right? Is it coming out? Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, <laughs> so I've nearly finished, nearly finished it. Um, and it's going to the editor in the next two weeks. What's left? As, dedication as, to Casey Cheshire. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's really boring stuff. Like looking at the references because I reference a lot of things and people and stuff. Oh. So you've got, of course, you've got to cover your bum uh, in that. Sure um with all that stuff so so it's got it's got to be in references so um in the back but yeah so hope i, I want to the plan was to have it back to have it printed um next month um and so nice. that's still the plan yeah nice. that's still the plan uh let's give give a shout where where can people find out more information or get on the the you know mailing list when it comes out what's it about gotta tell you know, so about it's, it. well it's it's, a, it's about um it's kind of I've kind of had two books in in me for for a while. One of them is about the the, the travels that I've done around the planet on a motorbike, um, and the experiences that I've had with different people, places, and and mm -hmm. all the rest of it. And you know the, the kind of 
a similar story about you know your travels around corporations and the experience you have with people and places and all the rest of it and and the fact of course there's there's, there's a lot in common there um with those two stories so I'm, what i'm trying to do is 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 make it is make it is make a i'm bored of business books i'm bored yeah. of, I, your book's brilliant because it's conversational and you i feel like i'm with you when i'm talking mm-hmm. so my book is in a similar vein to that um it's, it's got this added tra- sort of travel thing in yeah, um and and, exactly. and i've you know so i've got I've got some chapters I've written a few down here some chapter titles these might give you a flavor of what it's what it's kind of about yeah yeah so what so I'll just read these out um not in any particular order but just randomly chosen uh, is this shit legal um <laughs> we are rational not emotional um sorry no we are rational get emotional um mm. creating your value proposition find your uncle barry um system one and two brain and uh, a poo story, so it's wow. it's 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 mixed up. Yeah, you know. I'm for with you that like the business book thing uh, is just like it's oh. so dry. You right. Know? Right. So 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 and 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 the reason I, that I I wanted to write this book and that I I put this the motorcycle sort of journeys in mm-hmm. is because we, we are all on a journey, aren't we? With, with marketing automation. And we hear about, you know, Oh, get marketing automation, build journeys for people. Mm, stop that for a minute. Just have an appreciation of like the journey you're on, right? When, when you pick this up, that's a huge journey and the organization and the other people you're taking everyone on a journey. Right. So, yeah. so, so that's, that's why I've, I've called it um, your marketing automation journey and tales from the real world because it's 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 focused on the individual reading it that you are on a journey um and there are some real story real world stories like your book out there that i want to share but it's with a travel kind of vibe to it as well um so hopefully that's given enough yeah, kind no, of like what the heck what's he talking and, about and so when so in a month or so and do you want people to mm. you know where how do you want people people to keep track or follow yeah they can just they can just go on to if you just google my name brian coles um uh, brian with an i and then coles it comes up third one down brian-coles.com brian-coles.com so, and then people just like, give me a little form in there and, and i'll keep them informed when it's all oh i see it yeah 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 okay cool and we'll yeah. link to this in the show notes so people can just click right on through oh, to thank it. you nice little yeah. plug thank i love the much. uh the cover it's fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit fun isn't it? But um, it's yeah. So it's it's just for me. It's 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 just um, it's just a, you know. I mean, there's a little bit in there about. Do you, do you remember the film Finding Nemo? Oh yeah, of course. Right, amazing, amazing bit of script writing, but it's actually the, the classic story. And you know, I know you've talked about stories before, but and so I talk about that. I I kind of explode that and why um, why you as a marketing automation person are a script writer. You're writing stories for people. You're taking people on a journey because in Finding Nemo, like all classic stories, the, the guy at the start of the film, Marv, Marvin, is a freaked out little parent. You know, all of his fishy children have been eaten by this bloody shark. Jeez. And then, so he's paranoid. He's a paranoid, freaked out parent, right? And you're a parent. We're both parents. We know how that feels, right? Totally, yeah. Like your kids in cotton wool. And then, and then, so he goes on a transformation. He goes on a journey, doesn't he? Quite literally, and emotionally as well and and you know inside himself he goes and he comes out a different person at the end right and and i think that's what we're doing aren't we when we when we when we take people on journeys through our marketing automation engine is that we we want to change their thinking 
or you know show them the right path if you like so so what i'm saying is that in that particular chapter is how you do that uh, or at least have an appreciation for it. yeah i love the idea of they're a different person when they get off the train is when they got right. onto it you know yeah and if they are if they're the exact same person they didn't need to ride the train it, right happened they didn't right. go anywhere nothing they just exactly. got, they sat down sorry flights canceled and they got off the plane and then <laughs> exactly no nothing different about them um, yeah they didn't really do anything but instead no, exactly. you want them to be a different person when they get off the off basically the plane or train and, yeah and, wow. and, and that's and it's, and it's sort of you know, sorry, sort of going to that a little bit so but yeah because uh, there's a lot of this kind of journeys journeys yeah journeys are great but have an appreciation for the journey you're on and, and, right. and that's what that's what kind of takes yeah and that can help you then look at somebody else's journey and pl- plan right yourself yeah 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 and uh don't listen to best practice while you're right journey. right otherwise if you say best practice three times do you do you appear in their room and haunt them till they die is that <laughs> yeah exactly or I'll projectile vomit over them or something. And it's just like, oh, oh. God, you <laughs> like the exorcist. That's amazing. Dude, well, dude, Brian, who are you? That's my next question. Who are you? Can you take me back in time, like little Brian days? Where did oh. you grow up? Did you always know you're going to be an author, no. uh, an explorer, a marketer, all these no, things? No, I was just, I was just a weird kid with ginger hair. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, I, and I lived in London in, 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 the, in, the, in the, if you like, it was a very lovely place that I, I grew up in lovely area but it was a bit a bit hard was it like around the suburbs the around london how does that yeah, work? it was yeah it was a bit hard around the edges so it was a bit street you know uh not tell, nothing compared to what, what, what was the neighborhood called like so people can judge you if they're from the uk it was it was called it was called brentford and brentford. it was close to ealing and spent the rest of my days it's in west london and it was a very it's a very nice area it used to be a very nice area ealing's nice some parts of it um you say that was a tough area it was when I was growing up. I mean, okay. it was, and, and I cover some of that toughness and, and, and issues in, in the book as well. And um, again, because you, you know, we're all on this wonderful journey in our lives. But um, yeah. But no, so, so I grew up in London and then, and then um, I listened to bikes a lot, I think. <laughs> I was out on the street a lot, right? Much more than my kids are because I want to wrap them up in cotton wool. You know, you're falling right falling over a lot you know doing little jumps on the bike over little bits of ramps and stuff and hurting myself um and doing all that really and getting into mischief and then um that got me into motorbikes i like motorbikes i'm not i'm not a biker per se but i'm more of a traveler that likes going around on a two-wheeled thing with a motor on um why pedal when you can just have the thing do it for you (laughs) and then on, on my first trip, I went um, around the planet. I, um, I went into your beautiful country and I fell in love with America and Americans. Um, I, didn't, I don't think you get enough credit in Europe as to how wonderful you are as a nation. So you really have to go there and see the people mm. and travel around and see how incredible the countryside is. We get sold New York, Disneyland, right? All these things. We don't get sold, you know, Yellowstone National Park and, mm. you know, um the, the 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 great planes you have and oh the, the you know we so it's weird so when i went to america i'm like i didn't know it was this beautiful it's interesting right, right? i didn't I, know it reminder, don't judge a country by its leader right <laughs> leaders <laughs> yeah, know, you know exactly. or, or I know, right? latest company or arrest there as much right, as the news exactly. might want there's like real great people in these different places exactly. yeah. incredible incredible people incredible states the difference between the states the culture is so rich the history is incredible right so so 
people go to America. It's um, I could easily live there. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Um, but so I started my my trip in New York, went to Vancouver, um, then was it Vancouver? No, Montreal. Then went over to Alaska, and then went all the way down to Argentina. Wow! <laughs> Seriously, I did that in a year. Yeah, and 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 halfway down, I met my wife. Obviously, really? She wasn't my wife. Yeah. Up well, in Mexico, I'm, I'm Mexico. Wow. Yeah. How, so, how, um, how did that happen? Did you guys meet? You're fueling up the motorbike, and she walked I by. Know. Well, see, it was, it was, it was. It's a bit corny this story, <laughs> but it is 100% true. I, I, I got off the bike after traveling from Mexico City for like Christ knows how many hours. It was, I was exhausted. Walked through this hostel door where you know I was, I was set to stay the night. Um, walked in. There's a beautiful courtyard, um, as you know, um, Mexi Mexicans sure. do, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then she was in the middle. There she was in the middle of this bloody courtyard, talking to her friend, a shaft of sunlight, just catching really? her face, right? Yeah, just catching her face. It was it was corny. And I thought, and I had a pizza with me and, and a beer that I just bought um, and then checked in. And, and I thought, I have to say something. I have to. I was drawn to it. It was the, something in the fate or in the clouds. And I was saying, yeah. you've got to talk to this girl. And I did for two hours. And then she says, I've got to go. See ya. I'm like, wait, what? wait, wait. Hold on. What was your, how did you open? Oh, I can't remember. Do you want a bit of my pizza? I don't know. <laughs> right. Hey, you hungry? This is too much pizza for one person. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Something probably corny, but it worked, and she didn't right. tell you to go away. So, but she had to go. No. She had to go, and I'm like, what do you mean? We're having a great time. She goes, yeah, I've got a bus ticket. I've pre-booked. Got to go a thousand kilometers south. I'm like, I'll catch up with you. Now, i tell you what. I probably won't catch up with you, but give me your email address, and I'll email you. She's great, great. Let's talk and let's meet up in Denmark, which is where I'm from. And it was brilliant. And I was my heart was exploding. It was amazing. And well, then she, she and was then, from Denmark. She's she's Danish, my wife. Yeah. She was oh, from Denmark okay. traveling. And she was doing the whole traveling thing too. Oh, that's that's money. Well, she was on the second trip, but on this trip, she she oh yeah, she was on that on that trip with a friend. Um, gotcha. Right. So and then guess what happened, right? So I put I got her email address and a piece of, on my little black book, put it in my rucksack. Um, my little day pack and went oh, to no. sleep the next morning woke up and we'd all been ripped off all the rucksacks had been stolen um so her email address with my we went it just went my future just went <laughs> shit. what'd you yeah, shit yeah but you're in denmark now so we know that the ending is good but like what how did how do you fix that well it's got long story short she's very determined my wife and she went around all the hostels for the rest of her month trip and said has anyone met a, an english bloke on a motorbike and one guy said, yeah, I do. The Swedish guy said, I know, Brian. Here's his email address. No way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And if she um, hadn't done that. Yeah. And tenacious. now I guess you would just, what can you do? You just got to keep, keep biking on down. Yeah. Yeah. How, well, how far did you country? get before you got an email from her? Oh, it was, it was, um, it was a couple of weeks after that, actually. Cause she so had, a couple of weeks, you're kind of moving on with your life. Thinking, bunch of obscenities Jesus. i'm sure and then it's just like okay yeah, yeah. Well, and she tracked you down wow email from this beautiful woman again so yeah i was very happy about that but fate huh i'm a big believer in fate fate what is that what was fate. that fate right that's fate. magic we, we, right we just we just we just stop trying to control our lives fate is is uh has a lot to do with things so so after i believe yeah i believe in fate a lot yeah, so not be, faith, be open fate. and observant to it and a lot allow it yeah. to be yeah I, is it allow for the unknown you know it's kind of exactly right i don't know can't explain it but exactly there and yeah. right 
and that leads also leads me into kind of my, my, my beef with social media because it's not there's no serendipity in re reading social there's no happy accident in social media you read a newspaper right and you're like oh i've learned something new here today mm -hmm. never with social media it's all targeted isn't it right anyway. right man um i want to ask you i can i I've oh, got yeah. a question um your most influential person who's influenced you the most Gosh. Anyone in your life? That is a really good question. You know, Who? yeah. Shout out to Tim Hoffman. Um, All right. I was, uh, I did do very good in college the first year because I was trying to do every hobby. I was able to do that in high school, but you can do that because you can sort of dip your toe. But in college, they all want you to be like full time in their thing, right? Oh. So, you know, um, and I was ROTC, and then I, I got cast in a, a theatrical play. And oh, really? All, all these things, but they all wanted it like to be your full time. I, on a whim, I'm like, let me join the, the choir. Why? Because they had trips to Belgium every year. I'm like, okay. Um, so I, I joined all these things, and they're like, no, no, we want you like every day. I'm like, how do I can't do? So, anyways, it was it was a rough go, and I had to, um, you know, uh, just go kind of go home and go to a, a local university. But I remember that summer. Um, I'd learn HTML on my own and I kind of could see good websites and terrible mm -hmm. websites. And most people, this is in like late nineties had terrible websites. Yeah. And so I would email them and tell them that their sites were terrible and then I could fix them. <laughs> and and I got some people that would take it and like, how much to fix this? And oh, this is this wow. and that was my summer job as a college student. And, but one particular person had a site that was good. It's great. And had some cool bells and whistles to it. And, he was running this local IT company, like IT repair, networking, security, that kind of thing. And I was like, you know what? Your site is great. I like it. That FYI, I'm emailing people right now, telling them that they all suck and yours is not like that. And and they wrote back and they said, oh, well, thank you. And then somehow they're like, do you want to come work for us and build websites? Oh, and and so I started there, but it, it became um, more than just a web job. And so I think he was very supportive of like hiring an hiring an entrepreneur or hiring mm. someone creative like that can be really risky because they're all over the place but i remember i had business cards for the first time when i was like 21 22 and it was the director of innovation right because he said what do you want for a title and i thought i'll be the director of innovation and i don't even know what that means but it was a small company and he, he's like who cares and so yeah, director of innovation but it, that kind of and so it was there that all sorts of opportunities opened up. One was, you know, he got a chance to, he did some work for the radio station nearby and mm. they couldn't pay radio. Right. Early lesson, radio doesn't have any money to pay any for anything. And, and they traded him airtime for it. And so I remember he had a radio show and I, and I joined as his call screener back in the day when people would call the, but eventually he's too busy wow. running his company. So he was like, you host the show. And then- Long. I, and I was able to do a little marketing, didn't even realize it. And I would get, I'm pretty sure I, I talked to Jeff Bezos. I'm pretty, it was a long time oh. ago, but I'm pretty sure I landed these people. Cause I was like, this, this show has a 1.2 potential million listener audience. Well, in radio, you never really know if they're listening, but you also don't know if they're not listening. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it could be big. And, and <laughs> so I would accept, and I got, you know, execs from IBM and, and all sorts of different places to join. And I, it was the dot com hour. And it was just, it was fun. And I tried stuff and, and I, I, you know, shout out to Tim credit for him. Cause he just sort of like gave me 
swim lanes and was like, do you, you know, help these, you know, fix these clients' websites and do this radio show thing and see where it goes. And I, it was like, it was a very supportive uh, environment and he let me just run with it. And I couldn't tell you, I, I could, I saw my transcripts recently, but my grades <laughs> in school, not so much, but it's because I was learning really from, from Tim and his company in the real world. That's fantastic. What a great yeah. story. What yeah, a great story. I'm, I'm sh have you told him this? Before. I don't know. I should link him to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Call him totally up. I mean, bad. can you imagine how much he's going to like love hearing that? I mean, that's going to make his year, I would imagine. Maybe. It should. It should, Tim. <laughs> right? Dude. I mean, because this, again, this is what I would do in my motorcycle trips that I've done. is I, I dedicate a whole day thinking about someone. Mm. And normally when you do that, when you have so much time, it's a real gift to say, right, I'm going to spend today thinking about this person, what they've helped me and what they mean to me and how they've, you know, done things, you know, that have influenced me. And then, and do you know what happened? N nearly every single time at the end of the day, I'd be so overcome with emotion. I pick up the phone. I'd say, I love you, man. I, I love you. I love you. You know, I'd be nearly <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> And they'd be like, of course, they, they, they'd be like, what the, f what, are you, what, what's, you've been smoking crack, right? right. And, you know. <laughs> And of course, are you in Colombia? <laughs> like, where you know are you? what I mean, right? Yeah. What are you doing? Because they're in a completely different state than I am. Um, right. But it's such a wonderful thing to, yeah. to, to think about people and what they what they mean to you. So that that's a powerful. I, I have a question for you. It's kind of a, a hypothetical. I'll, I'll meet your question with my question. And, and <laughs> here's here's I may have a time machine in, in New Hampshire here, and mm. I'll let you use it. You know, post post COVID, come on over, get some lobster. We'll. Mm you know, mess around with the time machine and get some beer. Uh, it takes you back in time to some point in time early on in, in you know, typically we say like a couple days after graduation. I don't know where graduation was before. Was that before the motorcycle trip for you? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a couple days after, um, you know, college, university, graduation. So you're sober now. You've, you know, if you had a party, you're done that now. Um, if you talk to that version of Brian, what mm. kind of things would you tell him? What kind of advice would you give him? And not the advice for the world, but for no. you in particular, because you know you and the journey you've been on already. Mm. Oh, God. So I saw a quote from Matthew McConaughey the other day, one of my heroes, right? Uh, and I think I would have said this. I would have said, be careful what you tolerate because you're teaching people how to treat you. I would say that because when you do that, when you, when you, when you have that mantra going around in your head, it, it gives you, it gives you a lot more courage than you normally would have because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a pleaser. I like to please people, right? I like to kind of like make, you know, I like people to like me, but Same. sometimes, right. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. it doesn't serve you so well. And, and, um, and sometimes people can take advantage of that, you know, whether they, they know it or not, you can be taken advantage of. And so, so, yeah, be careful of what you tolerate. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Because you are teaching people how to treat you, right? So it's not their fault. Right. If they think, oh, mine's a pleaser. I'll just tell him anything and he'll do right. it, right? Right. They, they didn't get that that pushback to say, oh, that was painful. When I, when I did X, that was not received well. And eventually they get the message. But it, and I, I've heard, it's interesting you say that. I've heard the difference between like being angry and being mad. Being angry at someone, you're angry, yeah, this could be complete bullshit, but it made sense to me. Angry, you can be angry at someone else because you had an expectation and they didn't meet it. But when you're mad, 
you're mad at yourself because you had mm. an expectation of yourself and you didn't, you didn't meet it. So, you know, oftentimes I've been mad at myself and, and not angry at other people because I'm mad at myself because I knew I didn't tell that person, Hey, that wasn't cool. And yeah. so yeah. And you can't go get angry at them because they didn't know you didn't, it's on you. You didn't tell them yeah. you're mad at yourself, but not to good point. flip mad and angry, you know? Really good point. Yeah. Very good point. It's, it's, and it's, I have a little bit plug in the book again. Yeah. That, that links into that, right? Where, where, you know, the, the biggest problem we have in organizations these days, when you, when you try and do good marketing and, you know, try and transform things and, and, and all the rest of it, the biggest problem that they, they, they pee all over the, everything you do, it's, it's the senior executives. And it's like, it's not their fault. You mm-hmm. know, their version of what marketing is is something they got in their MBA 20 years ago. You know, so it's my fault that, that I haven't done a good job of communicating to him, right? So he, because he might, I might come to him or her and say, I want to do this. They'll be like, no, that's stupid. Um, mm-hmm. It's my job to educate them that it's not um, stakeholder stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, whether it's personal or business, expectation setting is where so many traps go wrong when, right. when people are good at what they do. And I, I remember yes. even in the early days of my own company, they, anytime anyone was ever frustrated, it was 99% times out of 10, it would be because, um, we weren't clear with each other what we expected of each other and whether yes. we didn't ask them or they didn't tell us or we didn't tell them we were just yeah. unclear and it wasn't that yeah. the person wasn't doing a good job they're doing a great job we just weren't that's aware it. of it so yeah, yeah. communication so same with my wife every time we argue it's just because it's bad communication it's always because of that and we have a laugh at the end i'm sure you do as well right we just have a laugh at the end of the evening or whatever or whenever we've got our own kind of little hump and you know and we like that was really stupid wasn't it yes yeah it's a waste of life to to, to be angry with each other you know and, and if she ever accuses you of forgetting something or losing something you're just like look you knew it from the get-go i lost your email address like you you knew that that was going to happen you know, again expectations right <laughs> Man, so ha- have yeah. you done any trips after the North yeah. America, South America? Yeah, so 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 after we got after we after I did that North Central and South America trip, I got back to London and we started some long distance dating. She was in Denmark, I was in London and England, and then um, then she came over. We lived together a bit, and then we're like, not cut out for this work thing. I don't really like work at this point in my life. I want to do another trip on a bike. Do you want to come? And she said, yes. So where should we go? Well, let's go to India. Um, I've always wanted to go to India, she said. Wow. So, and I've already, already been there. So we rode my motorbike. She was on the back from London to India. Is that a moment of pride for you? Oh, oh, India. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'll be on board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll show yeah. you. I'll show exactly. You. I'll show you the way. <laughs> Sorry, well, she could ride a, you know, she could ride a scooter, that, but that won't cut it in the Himalayas, you know, this little 125cc. Right. So, you know, so, yeah. So we went, so we, we went. We went through the Himalayas. We went up to 7,000 meters, seven kilometers into the sky on a motorbike. It nearly died when we got to the top kind of thing. Yeah. There are roads in the Himalayas. It's crazy, isn't it? But, um, and uh, so, yeah, so that was, so we did that. And then we went on to a little bit further to Thailand and to and all the rest of it. That took a year to do as well. Um, wow. And we learned a lot about each other on that trip and uh, a lot about the world and all the rest of it. And on that trip, we said, let's get married. So when we get back, which is a good thing. And, um, and then we said, let's, let's make some babies when we get back and get, and get married. And then one day do a trip like this with our babies. So mm. that's what we did in 2019. Really? Uh, with our kids. Yeah. We quit everything, quit school, quit jobs and traveled for a year. Yeah. For a year. 
Yeah, wow. just just quit and just did that. Do the because, it sounds it sounds fantastic. Do do the kids like miss a year in school? Yeah, and no, but they, they, that was the thing about Denmark, right? They said go with our blessing. But all the teachers said go with our blessing. We think that's the most incredible thing you're going to do. They're going to learn stuff on that trip that we can never teach them at school. Yeah. Um, go with their blessing, come back, and they can re rejoin their old friends in, in their old class. No problem. Haven't got a skip a year. Okay. Crazy, huh? That, yeah. I guess when you get a little bit older, I mean, you're just kind of repeating the same thing every year anyway, so until, yeah. <laughs> until it sticks. So that's, that's right. brilliant that they didn't have – because I wouldn't want them to – if they can help not losing their friends, hey, you're, yeah. you're going to get back there. But um, exactly. that's amazing. In, um, so, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a do you have a favorite place you've been to yourself? Maybe a favorite place that you've been to either with your wife and your family. A few favorite places, or or more, more of a few a few kind of favorite moments. Maybe I don't know. It's, Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. such a big it's such a big mess, but in in my brain. But but it's it's things like there was one bit in in the Andes in where was it in 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 Quito I think maybe or yeah no no I was just riding out of Quito I think. But anyway, there's a huge kind of like. I couldn't feel my, the motorbike underneath me because the, the beauty was so jaw-droppingly incredible. And it was a huge valley that just stretched out in front of me with the Andes that side and that side. And, and you could see the, the shadow of the clouds and these mount and these huge epic mountains like this. It was really like something from another planet. And I went through this, you know, if you had this helicopter view of me, I'd be this tiny little black dot going through this huge sort of desert with these mountains either side of me. And I couldn't, I, could, I literally couldn't feel my bike on me because I was numb and when you're riding a bike you know you, you go into autopilot and I was on autopilot for about an hour and it just stuck with me I felt like I was numb and fly I felt like I was flying yeah wow. it was crazy and I hadn't done the crack pipe <laughs> this, is <a> <laughs> <high>. <laughs> this is a natural high <laughs> wow but, um yeah so I think stuff like that right beauty natural beauty if you've got so much with that I miss America have you been to uh what about uh like uh, australia yeah we had some time in the last trip we we had a couple of months in australia and blew us away got some antarctica not yet not yet <laughs> not yet what about you uh for what location or moment or yeah exactly yeah yeah Anything yeah I, I like right? i like your moment thing that that's a that's a cool way of describing it because there are a lot of great places um yeah i definitely have a moment though uh, for me, it was um, honeymoon, and we were um, we we're gonna do Italy, right? And my wife hadn't mm. been, and I had kind of like India, right? Oh, I'll throw us around here. So instead of just you know going with the tour group or whatnot, we landed in Rome, and we we're gonna hit certain spots all the way up, and then end up um, northern Rome, uh, northern Italy, and then back down to Venice to sort of finish off. Just kind of like a whirlwind. Uh, we drive, right? And uh, I drive. Um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, oh, it, perfect. It, it was in a particular place uh, called Assisi. Have you have you been there? Heard of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good old Saint Francis and yeah. little hilltop town. Um, and I just remember we had a great, you know, night. They had cobblestones, and you know, we, we stayed in this this ancient building that was like our hotel or something. Mm. And mm. I remember in the morning, I think maybe the windows were open or whatnot, and. We we're awoken to trumpets, <laughs> trumpets playing <laughs> what? in in like what? the square. And apparently this was like a flag day. This was like a big the flag tossing flag 
day in, in Italy. And so every town in the whole like little county area yeah. had their own set of trump trumpet players and flag tossers. So you'd hear trumpets waking you up in the morning in in a CZ in 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 and then you'd hear some more somewhere else in the countryside and some more and then some more then eventually church bells all rang and you're just like what movie Whoa. are we in that we, <laughs> exactly <laughs> never again would you you know even if you stayed there you know 364 other days are you going to wake up and it's like you know oh, trumpets man. playing in the background it was amazing ah uh, i get it you you're 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 it's just incredible isn't it these moments yeah, you're, 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 you, you, they, they, they burn into your brain. These moments, they somehow they, they really touch you, and, and that's what I love about traveling. It's a fantastic story. It's what I, it's what I want to do when I travel is have a collection of these moments, and you expose yourself um, to the world when you go out there. And everyone's brilliant. There's not a bad yeah. soul out there. Everyone is just fantastic, right? So it's, it's, it's when you read the news and TV, it's so skewed, that version. Oh, yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't been on the news for years. Well <laughs> I done. use people as well my done. little filters for news. Yeah. <laughs> news podcast. Really oh, did you hear about? No, I didn't. <laughs> Thanks for well letting done. me know. That's really yeah. smart, Casey. That's really smart. I've got to ask you, though, in, what about when you were a Marine? What, what, were there any kind of, what have you taken forward from that experience? And how long were you a Marine for? And what have you, how, is that, how does that still serve you? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And thank you, by the way. It's a great question. Um, just, the idea of going, I've heard this before, the idea of you know, getting out of your own country to visit other countries, especially countries that aren't doing as well. Um, nothing can replace being in a country where they don't have sewers, right? Country where you're in a city. So for me, it was Iraq and Fallujah and no sewers. So what does that mean? That means that stuff doesn't stay in your house. It means it goes out your little wall into the street and a sewer is just your street. And so, in the, but you know, in such poverty or whatnot, we would drive around and you'd think the news says we're super hated by all the people and, not there for a good reason or who knows. But all I knew is that we'd drive around and the kids would come out of their little compounds and they'd wave, they'd wave at us. They'd chase us in our Humvees. And, 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 and even the little shy ones were sort of open the gate a little bit and they'd wave at us with their little hands. And what did we do? Well, we called mom and dad and we said, next care package, give me a shit ton of candy. And so we get these big grab bags of candy and our turret gunner would be throwing candy to people every day as we're driving up and down the streets like a parade it was so Amazing. cool and they would all they would smile and wave at us and we'd throw candy at them and like it was nothing better and so it was one of those things where yes there was crazy times and there was you know there's wild exciting rescue yeah. this and that but just in general just knowing that um appreciating you know what you have in certain countries but also knowing that they're they're nice people and they're cute little kids in all all places and i think the final part was just um, a, you know, broad judgment, but I find that the countries that treat women the best do the best, right? And so, mm. when I when I you would kind of see women sort of as like secondary citizens in certain places, and and I sort of always extrapolated that like, you know, it just it just for me maybe it's a longer topic than for the podcast, but it just it always felt like, you know, when when you treated you needed each person of the family to be as important as they were so that they could 
provide a maximum amount of whatever that person would provide so that you were balanced. And it just seemed off balance to me when you were only considering one person in the family. So that was just the thing where I was just like, you know what? We want to help these people and they're, they're good people. Like 99.9% of them are great. Even in Fallujah, it's just a few bad people. And it wasn't even every day. It, it's a same thing with the news. Bad thing happens every day in this world for sure. But, and if you're, you're in a big country, Iraq was, it's big, you know, and somebody might be angry and she made a little firefight somewhere, but it wasn't every day for us. And we were fortunate not to be there during the, the thick of it, but it was still, it was never as bad as that. Now you had to be aware and awake and drink enough Red Bull to be cognizant for when that did happen, but it wasn't an everyday thing. So the real hard part is that war is typically boring until it's not. And so you have to be mm. sort of like alert and aware then. Um, yeah, it was, it was yeah. huge. I was, I was grateful for the gift of that. I was just, I was, oh. you know, and I, I didn't have any major injuries like some people. So it's very fortunate. Oh, fantastic. What an, what an, what an incredible experience that you, yeah. yeah, that you, that you, that you educate other people with, right. With, with that, with right. that story. Right. I mean, cause everyone knows what you, you know, what, what, what's on the line when you go out there, it's your yeah. life, right. You're serving. So, so people should listen to these stories. Cause it's, I think, I think it's fascinating. I just read, um, I just read Barack Obama's latest book, and I think it was, and he talks about um, the operations out there, and it's, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> we do. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, you know, reading books of presidents and just understanding that there's just a whole other thing to it uh, behind yes. the scenes. Oh yeah, a little got a little rave going on now on your so, video. So what happened? Now? I tried to get a little bit of light going on, but oh well. Oh man. Well, hey, you know, tell me where can people? Let's throw out you know social platforms. Where do you want people to connect with you? Reach out, say hi get some more of this amazingness want to get the get on the list for the book just throw a bunch of links out at us yeah so uh so on linkedin again just probably the best place to get hold of me on linkedin i i, I do a lot of um things on there I, again i I, okay. I quite like to be a bit provocative so so follow me on linkedin that'd be probably the best thing to do i'd love to chat daily best practices right is that what you have yeah that sort of thing right um <laughs> 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 I went along with you there for a second. Yeah, like, was... What? <laughs> Bad, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, just 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 hit me up on LinkedIn. I don't use Twitter. I, I don't I don't use Twitter at all, um, okay. and I probably should, um, but I don't. Um, I, I you know LinkedIn and the website. That's probably Got it. And it's Brian Dash Coles C O L E S dot com. Yeah. Put in the show notes. Um, what about your podcast? Yeah, so we put it on hold for a little bit because we've been okay. taken over by this massive company called WePro that that is I didn't know existed, but it contains 188,000 people. It's a massive Indian company. Uh, we've just been taken over by them, and we're just trying to find out what we're going to do with all the podcasts. So we had one called Dear Marketing Automation, which was which was a lot of fun. We got some people in from Salesforce. Um, Joel Odom was our last man, product manager for uh, Pardot Cybersecurity. Nice. He was an interesting guy. So. So there's there's a lot of stuff coming, but it's just on pause at the moment because they're just trying okay. to figure out what to do. So it's really the push for the book is make sure we get you know we hear about that. We'll have to have you come yeah. you know come back on here. We'll have part two. We'll just philosophize the entire time, and, uh, and we'll we'll promote the book when it's uh, it's out and ready. Love it. It's been brilliant, awesome, I love dude. It. You're you're a gentleman and a scholar. You're a philosopher king, and I thank you, I thank you so much for being on here. Thank you very much, Casey. It's been brilliant. I so wish I could be over there with you and have some nice New York IPA or some other beverage like that. Well, I tell you what, yeah, a little New England IPA might be you know, a double IPA after uh, this this intense conversation we've had. We need to go get a drink now. Yes, um, exactly. but, uh, man, this has been been brilliant. I appreciate it. And uh, don't be a stranger. Um, yeah, 
for those people listening, this has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We'll catch you all next time. Yeah.